Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. All right, welcome into the Bills Wire podcast. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you hit subscribe, leave a review, all that stuff. And uh, Nick, I think the story with the Bills is really just... They flexed all over the Washington football team this week, right? I mean, they've now scored 78 points over their last eight quarters. And they did it against teams that were supposed to have pretty good defenses, right? Or at least were supposed to have a clue on defense in Miami and Washington. So I think that's kind of the story right now is the Bills are kind of showing what they got on both sides of the ball. And Josh Allen had a little bit of a flex this week. Yeah, I think a little bit of a flex is maybe even an understatement, right? I mean, uh five total touchdowns uh certainly I, I between the two teams that played in week one you're kind of wondering like what the hell happened that week with the bills and and the steelers because the teams have gone in polar opposite directions it's a good point over the past few weeks yep. where it's like what, what kind of a blip in the spectrum was that <laughs> where the bills just got you know they didn't look great that game but to the steelers credit even though this is the bills wire podcast the steelers did play the bills well the last few years so you know it does make a little bit sense that it was a closer game and and whatnot week one but yeah ever since then the bills have, have almost used it i don't want to say it's like a wake-up call but it's certainly i mean the bills are are, are flying high now josh Allen can officially walk on water again in buffalo so <laughs> right, yeah 74 percent completions 358 yards four touchdowns no picks, but no sacks, right? The no sacks things is, uh, that's promising. And then, yeah, as you said, the rushing touchdown. And he's spreading the wealth, right? Cole Beasley, 11 catches. Manny Sanders, a couple touchdowns. He even got Dawson Knox and Zach Moss, a couple TDs. You know, certainly not funneling the offense through Stephon Diggs, which I think is good. That, that's a good thing. And I think one of the reasons why you don't have to funnel the offense through Stephon Diggs this year, Nick, is because Manny Sanders has been a pretty underrated pickup. Like, I don't hear a lot of people giving the Bills credit or enough credit for Manny Sanders. Like, he's arguably been your best receiver, at least over the first three games, because he's averaging 17.6 yards per catch. And I don't know if that's first place in the league, but it's got to be up there. Yeah, he's so for the last few weeks, uh, pretty much throughout the season, he's been in terms of, of snap counts. Um, he's been I, I label the snap counts as their depth chart every week. Call it what it is. Um, he's been pretty much up there with with Stefan Diggs every single game in terms of snaps played. I don't know if this was just me, you know, trying to stay. I don't know. I don't want to say the word objective, but look at every possible scenario. You know, when you think of him and Gabe Davis, all right, Gabe Davis had a pretty good rookie year. I mean, what, where is he going to be on the depth chart? Is, is Emmanuel Sanders just going to come in here and just take his spot at, at the number two and just push him all the way down the depth chart? Are they going to split, you know, touches or snaps, if you will? I mean, 
Emmanuel Sanders certainly had a coming out game last week for the Bills. Two touchdowns. The first one was beautiful toe tap grab. Oh, awesome. uh, first first touchdown of the game, so really got the Bills rolling with that one. But I mean, he's been out there a lot. Uh, I guess he just hasn't had the big big game really. I've I've stashed him at least on one of my fantasy team benches because of course I left him on the bench for this game. But <laughs> um, uh, I've stashed him in a, in a fantasy league or two, and I've got you know in, in a league that has like deep benches because I I've, I've been looking at the snap counts every week, and I'm like he is out there a lot so uh you know he 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 certainly is is i don't want to say revelation but he's kind of exactly what they hoped he would be which is what they hoped john brown would be last year and john brown he he had some good run for the bills john brown but last year either he was missing because of injury or he was really hampered by injury when he was playing so manuel sanders seems healthy now and not that he wasn't healthy before, but I mean, comparatively to their last supposed to be number two and John Brown, he seems healthy. The Bills are, they really cashed in on it last week, Ryan. Oh, they did. And one thing I wanted to get into this week with you, Nick, is just kind of revisiting. We did that thing where people were picking, there was talking heads out there in the national media. And there's a lot, of, you know, this is part of your job for Bill's Wire, right? You have to listen to all the talking heads and write about what they're saying. It's a lot, it's a lot of what we do on, on, on the Bill's Wire. And the people talking up the Patriots like they were going to overtake the Bills. Hey, where, where are those people? Where are those people? Because I certainly <laughs> I certainly wasn't saying that, Nick. So crickets, crickets on the Patriots right now. That's surprising. No, no, no. The Bills are clearly the team, not only in the AFC East, but I think I think we can start talking about them being the favorite in the AFC. Now, I know the Broncos and the Raiders. I, I don't think there's a, a more fun story than the Raiders in the NFL right now because they are 3-0 and somehow. And then the Broncos are 3-0 and we all know exactly why, because they played the Giants, Jags, and Jets, and probably the easiest starting schedule in NFL history. So those yeah. two teams are 3-0. and The Bills are 2-1. and The Chiefs, which is the team that everybody just assumed would win out in the AFC, be the number one seed, they're 1-2, and two, Nick, and they've given up 95 points. They're tied with the Lions in points allowed for the most points allowed through these three weeks. I think the Bills are showing, even with that week one clunker, that they're the best, you know, all-around team, offense and defense, because the defense has really come on. I want to talk about them here coming up. I think the Bills are showing that they've got it on both sides, and it wasn't only like a Josh Allen offensive flex. I think it was a flex all the way around this week, and I think we could start buying them as a team that could come out of the AFC as the number one seed. They got a chance to really put the Chiefs in a tough spot in a couple weeks. I know we got the Texans first, but they have a chance to go into Kansas City, win that game, and really put the Chiefs in a tough spot. Their Chiefs are going to be like two and a half games behind them. And it's going to be hard to make up that ground on the Bills. So I, I think the Bills are kind of, no one's really talking about it, but I think they're, they might be the favorite in the AFC right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, no, regardless, it's kind of weird to say because regardless that Chiefs game in a couple weeks is going to be a big game for the Bills. It's going to be a big game in terms of the AFC. Right, no matter what. Um, and now it's just like it's – it just seems in a, it's a, obviously a different kind of big game now, right? Because the Chiefs are – I mean, if they, if they don't pull that one off against the Bills, uh, the Bills are definitely going to be the, 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 the top top team, right? I the mean, Chiefs it's, will be buried. It, yeah, no, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's you never know in the NFL. I think the weird thing is what happened with the Bills. It seems like, you know, every single year, you know, I mean, the Bills, you know, they're going to be seventeen and zero every year, sixteen and zero every year for for uh, Buffalo fans, of course. But uh, that's just not the reality of the situation. And there's games every every year where they just kind of look like, for lack of a better term, crap. Last year was kind of against the Titans where they played. Uh, uh, they had that COVID situation, in Tennessee. I think they ended up playing on like a Tuesday or something crazy like that. 
Um, I think the Bills just weird loss maybe just happened to come on opening day. Maybe that's what I've been kind of pondering in my head. And I've wanted to I've wanted to write this story, Ryan, but you can kind of tell I'm like floundering a little bit. It's, <laughs> it's hard for it's hard for me to speak this into existence, let alone write it. But yeah, that's basically like maybe that was like that one game the Bills surprisingly lost. And I kind of think the Bills were. I I can't see them going six and zero in the division again. But I think I might eat my words on that one after the last few weeks has gone as well, right? Yeah, so they're going, they're going six and zero, Nick. Not to cut you off, they're going six and zero in the division. <laughs> I'm just I'm like it can't, like is this really going to happen? I, I I guess so. But um, yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, they're giving up points. Their offensive line. It really uh, I, it just showed in the Super Bowl when they lose that elite law offensive line so many people overlook it and I feel I never feel confident betting on the Super Bowl and I felt very confident betting on the Bucks last year because I was like they're down their two starting tackles like what do you mean they're it's like the best defensive front in the league right. they're, they're like what do you I know Patrick Mahomes is, is a god amongst men but I mean he's not like he's not that kind of guy like he needs to, he can't block for himself so i mean there's there's definitely some concerns over there in kansas city do i think you know i i would still probably bet them as the favorite to win the the afc west even though it's kind of a pretty crazy looking situation over there right now right i mean how are they at the bottom the raiders are at the top and the broncos are at the top yeah like what is going on yeah i know it's in the chiefs are still overwhelming favorites on the typico app to to win that division it's it's crazy uh but that's where we're at yeah the bills in a couple weeks have a chance to just to put Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City's that's arguably going to be a must-win game for them if they want to be in the running for the number one seed, I think. Because the Bills are that good, and the, and the lead will be that big if the Bills win it. So that's going to be fun. Of course, we have to do the Texans game first. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Uh, but first, here's some uh, fantasy advice from our friend Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com. We'll be right back. This is the Typical Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. interesting. Welcome to week number four of the fantasy football season. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you strong plays. After a forgettable week three, Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback of the New England Patriots, takes on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. While normally I would avoid a rookie quarterback against this pass rush, the pass rush just hasn't been there yet for the Bucs. Only Washington has given up more points to quarterbacks, and that's mainly due to allowing a pair of rushing touchdowns. No team has given up more yardage than Tampa. There's a good chance that Tom Brady's offense will force the Patriots to throw more than they'd like. Running back Jonathan Taylor at the Miami Dolphins. Traditionally, I avoid players who are considered to be locks for lineups each week, but Taylor's been off to a sluggish start. In the event you're one of those antsy gamers who's looking to possibly bench him, a trip to the Miami Dolphins defense should do wonders. This unit has given up over 120 rushing yards, over 52 receiving yards, and a touchdown every 20.4 touches. This is a top 10 matchup across the board for fantasy football purposes. Lock in Taylor and expect a strong game despite the offensive line issues at the moment. Wide receiver Christian Kirk, Arizona Cardinals at Los Angeles Rams. Playing more than 60% of his snaps from the slot, Kirk is averaging a career high in fantasy points per game and a career high in receiving average. DeAndre Hopkins still may not be 100% by kickoff after suffering a rib injury in week two, and he and AJ Green will have to contend with two of the strongest cornerbacks in the NFL. Expect the strong defense by the Rams on the outside to divert Kyler Murray to throwing inside to Christian Kirk. Rookie tight end Pat Fryer moves to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Green Bay Packers. He is clearly the go-to tight end with Eric Ebron falling way behind on the target count. And Fryermuth has been more productive. This is a matchup that has game script for pass-heavy offense written all over it. Only one team has given up more receptions to tight ends than the Packers. This is the ninth best matchup to face for yardage. And this is the fourth best team to face for scoring efficiency. Target hog wide receiver Deontay Johnson is expected to return. 
there's no guarantee that he'll be 100%. While we may be one month into the season already, it's not too late. Go over to thehuddle.com to check out our award-winning fantasy football news, information, and advice. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Nick, coming out of our fantasy football segment, you know, earlier we did the Josh Allen flex. I want to do a little fantasy football flex if I could. If you could bear with me for, you know, just give me one minute to spit this one out. Um, So I do this 14-team league every year. Pretty competitive. And I wanted Josh Allen so bad. I think I might have talked about that with you over the summer. I wanted to take him no matter what, but I ended up, we do this random order before the draft every year, and I got 14. So I was the last pick in the first round. And I didn't want to take Josh Allen that early. I just didn't think I could take him at 14 or 15. And I think that's way too early. So I ended up with Travis Kelsey and Antonio Gibson. And then Josh Allen got picked. And I ended up with Russell Wilson later on in the draft as my quarterback. So we talked last week about, man, Josh Allen is like not doing well in fantasy football. At least when you look at where he ranked, he was like number 19 or something in the in the fantasy football standings, way down the list. He had two really bad statistical games. Uh, you know, we threw out the hypothetical. Should we try to buy low on Josh Allen? Would somebody get stupid and trade Josh Allen? So I look in the dude I'm playing this week has Josh Allen, right? So I'm like, why not? Let's just try it. You know, Nick and I talked about it on the podcast. I'm just going to offer Russell Wilson for Josh Allen straight up. And it gets rejected. And I'm like, all right, it was a good try. All right, what the hell? Then I get a counter offer. Here's the offer. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Dallas Goddard for Russell Wilson and Travis Kelsey. What do you think about that offer, Nick? I mean, it obviously paid dividends this week, I would bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I about mean, it for like two seconds, and I accepted. And Allen outscored all of those players. Every player mentioned there, Josh Allen outscored them all himself. But, I mean... I could not believe this guy was like ready to get rid of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, probably because in the first couple of weeks they had down games statistically. So yeah. he just, I mean, yeah, Travis Kelsey's a big piece to give up and I really wanted to have a good tight end and Dallas Goddard blows. But I mean, you give me Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, like that just makes my team so ridiculously good. And uh, I'm very happy. So I'm, I want to flex my fantasy flex. I pulled off exactly what we talked about the heist buying Josh Allen low. So I just had to, I just had to share that one with you. I'm feeling very, very good about myself. Honestly, I've been trying to make some trades happen in my league because I'm just not starting out well and like nobody will bite on trades. I don't know what is wrong with these, my friends. It's hard. But they are not. It's not easy. Nothing. I got lucky. What's a, what's a running back from uh, Baltimore? Taysom Williams. My yeah. God, I've offered, yeah. I've offered like nine people for him. And my friend keeps saying no. Yeah. And our, our league, it's a tough league because I, to throw a curveball at us, we only have like, five bench spots and like no IR spots. So it's like a very small bench. So yeah. it's like, there's a lot of decent players on waiver wire too. And I'm just like, I'm trying to, get, I've offered everyone rugs for him. I offered uh Levica, Levica just Chenault, whatever. Chenault, yeah, that guy. Chenault, I've offered him like so many. And he's like, he's asking a number one wide receiver. I'm like, all right, you're not getting a number one for like a waiver <laughs> wire pickup. So just bite the bullet. But I, I commend you for getting Josh Allen. Uh, out of somebody. I told you last week, I was like, this guy's not going to be brutal all year. This 
wasted the time for him to, to pick him up. So well, when you have Travis Kelsey on your team, people offer you stupid trades for him all the time. And this was just by far my favorite one. I'm like, this is this is stupid. You can't get you can't offer me Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. What are you doing? So I'm really excited to to have those two bills on my team. And I'm going to brag about it all season long on the podcast because I'm not giving them up. Uh, but one thing I want to talk about with the actual football team, Nick, is the defense. And I wanted to see, like, do you think they're officially back back? Because I think they're showing us that they might be like they've only allowed 37 points total all year. That includes the shutout over Miami. They're back up in the top five and like points allowed yards allowed takeaways. Matt Milano is like a machine out there looking really good. Uh, Trey White shut down Terry McLaurin. I mean, didn't shut him down, but only four catches, right? Like didn't let that guy really dominate him. And then the stat of the week, my favorite stat I've seen with the Bills, they're yet to allow a completion on a pass that has traveled in the air over 20 yards. So that doesn't include screen passes because we saw Antonio Gibson uh, rip the Bills on a screen pass in this game. But a pass that goes 20 yards in the air, the Bills haven't allowed one completion all season on those type of plays. I love that stat. I think that's telling. Oh, fantastic stat for the Bills for sure. And really just kind of highlights their their tandem in the secondary, I think um, there's been, I know I read before, maybe like an analytical study of, you know, pro football focus or somebody that between Micah Hiding, Jordan Poyer, that uh, PFF actually says the way they play, they play better off each other, if you will. And that's why they're so good. And like, I mean, that's showing right there. Nobody can get the ball down the field on these guys. And it's almost a crime that between those two guys, only Micah Hyde has been to a pro wall once all the way back in 2017. Now, uh, last year really probably should have been po- Poyer's turn. Uh, it didn't happen. And then also Matt Milano is another great player in coverage. Uh, you talked about Kelsey there covering tight ends. Matt Milano converted safety uh, over from Boston college. He, he can shut down a tight, tight end with the best of them. He even going back to the Gronk days when he was in with the Patriots, Milano and he was younger, he would have some pretty good, uh, pretty good games against Gronk. Um, and I, I was going to add on Jordan Poyer that the Bills this week are already kind of calling Jordan Poyer day-to-day, which is my favorite thing on earth because God bless Sean McDermott. He's day-to-day, but there's a video of, I can't remember, I apologize, the, the television station in Buffalo. There's a video of Jordan Poyer jumping up and down with his helmet in one hand, you know, raising the roof to the crowd, whatever, just jumping, going back to the locker room. Yeah, we just won. Guy's ankle looked perfectly fine you, but he's, you catch that all the time these things god these bless him jumping. for saying that he's day-to-day remember Stefan like, Diggs? he was like dancing in the locker room and you're like he's gonna play guys his ankle's fine Last yeah year. i was like the, yeah yeah that's even worse that's this is even worse he was like he was literally jumping up and down screaming to the crowd waving his arms in the air and he's day-to-day, day-to-day and, even, and then even and even Poyer said after the game he's like oh minor issue it's nothing it's nothing i mean he knew people saw him like jumping up and down so i give it to him he, okay minor issue whatever then mcdermott calling him day-to-day i was like oh my god sean come on <laughs> but on a serious note they are him and him and uh micah hyde so underrated yeah so underrated yeah. Yeah, I mean, the defense is uh, it's back, and, and that's the big reason why I think you got the edge over the Chiefs right now. I mean, I honestly think the Chiefs are scared to death of the Bills coming in in a couple of weeks. I think that's going to be such a fun matchup. But first, Nick, we can't forget about the Texans, right? We can't, can't look past the Texans, so we're going to check out the Tipico Sportsbook app, take a look at the spread, pick a side, but first, our friends from the Sportsbook Wire have their play of the week. This is the typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. 
Hello, I'm Esther McLaren of and Podcast and SportsbookWire.com here with my colleague Jeff Clark to break down the marquee Sunday night football matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New England Patriots. The Buccaneers are six and a half point road favorites at minus 122 odds in the battle of Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Buccaneers are my pick to win by seven or more. This line seems soft. I don't care about Brady Belichick. This is a Super Bowl caliber Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Hasn't looked apart so far. Better days are ahead, and those are going to come against rookie Mac Jones and the Patriots. Jeff. I'm with you. I got the Buccaneers. I'll lay more than a touchdown or whatever it gets to. Brady's got all the motivation and all the help around him that Belichick doesn't. And Mac Jones is graded out or, excuse me, is discussed as if he were better than the rookie quarterbacks, whereas I think he's as bad as the rookie quarterbacks. And we should see a get-right game for the Tampa Bay defense that struggled through the first three weeks. I'll lay whatever with the Bucks. Let's just call it a touchdown. That was your typical sports book fantasy minute win your fantasy football league with the huddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at typico sportsbook for a limited time new typico sportsbook users in colorado and new jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast that's usatodaybet.com slash podcast see typico.com for terms and conditions 21 plus only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in new jersey 1-800-522-4700 in colorado all right, checking out the odds on the Tipico app. The Bills are monster money line favorites in this game against the Texans, minus 1,400. So not seeing a ton of value on that. And they are also 16 and a half point favorites at home against these Texans who, unfortunately, Nick, we're not going to see Tyrod Taylor. He's on the IR. It's probably going to be the rookie Davis Mills again. We saw him last week against the Panthers. Um, 16 and a half. It's a lot of points to lay. Would I still pick the Bills to win by 17 or more? Yeah, probably. I think this is blowout city. If it was under two touchdowns, I think I would go for it. But that's why, the, you know, the bookies are smarter than me. Well, the bookies know people like me. So yeah. they, uh, they avoid stuff like <laughs> yeah. they avoid giving the obvious away, unfortunately for me. But, uh, yeah, uh, that, that, that's obviously a hefty number. Um, I think you're probably right. I think the Bills do probably, you know, get, get up something very significant in this one we even see a little bit of Mitchell Trubisky uh, forecasting ahead <laughs> more maybe even more than one pass he had eight snaps and one pass last week completed it can't say that any other quarterback in the league is doing better he's throwing a hundred percent right now with that one pass he completed last week but hey maybe he'll get to add to it but yeah it's uh, you mentioned Tyrod um, bummer bummer the last two weeks no Ryan Fitzpatrick no Tyrod coming back and no doubt man, it, it, not going to say anything bad about this guy Davis Mills I think he, he he was you know in his first game first start in the pros if you will Braden Cooks he had a nice little connection with if you will last week he played decent uh, obviously not enough to get the job done he's his team is still severely lacking around him but he and he was i think at back in the day he was the number one uh, high school quarterback recruit i think i read or something of course a lot changes since then but yeah nothing against him but i kind of hope that the bills handle i hope the bills do the right thing by by tyron and they beat the crap out of this davis mills guy so tyron can't get back in there in a few weeks because he was doing Pretty damn well. He's I mean, playing well. we're we're talking about big spreads here. I mean, they covered the spread against Cleveland, and they were like 13, 14 point dogs. Yep. I mean, they lost by ten because Tyrod went out. Basically, they covered that spread. So 
you know, uh, the, the Bills got to do got to do right by Tyrod in this one, in my opinion, and they have to cover this spread for him because of what they did, because of what they basically did to him, anyways, and moved uh, on from him after the playoff run. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you were looking at uh, social media on Thursday night last week, but all I can think about is the Davis Mills uh, memes with his neck, his long neck. Like, there's a photo of his neck looking like you know, basically like a giraffe. He's, he's he's got this like long neck, and that's all I can think about with Davis Mills. So. Um, Poor guy. That's, that's not a great take, I know. Let's, let's let's move on and go to the total at 48 and a half. Uh, over? I'm on the over? Like, 48 and a half? I think the Bills might score that many. So, <laughs> I, uh, I think it's a pretty solid over. over yeah, bet, yeah. So like, go with. I don't have a lot of commentary. I'm just going to pick the over. Yeah, right. I'm uh, over um, 48 points. That seems almost like a lock. Like, like you said, I mean, the Bills, they put up 43 last week against a, a much better team in, in Washington. Then again, Washington is kind of underachieving this year. But anyways, um, I'm just here to provide everyone with 100% correct sports book takes. After this week, I hit my three-team parlay of the Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos, and the Green Bay Packers. What an end to that Sunday was for me last week, Ryan. We're back week before. Tough one, tough one. Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had to ruin one of my parlays when he fumbled. The Chiefs were actually going to win the game, and he fumbled that one late against the Ravens. I was heartbroken, but he's back on the horse this week. So, everyone, Bill's over. Calling it right now. So, you were fist-pumping along with Aaron Rodgers uh, on, that, yes. on that field goal by Crosby? Yes, I may or may not have woken up my girlfriend because I was so pumped up. <laughs> I was like, let's go. The things we'll do to win $50 on our smart bets, you know. Oh, God. I was so pumped. I, I think it was It was just like a, a – I mean, you know how we're like the, the minor league degenerates here, Ryan. Yep. We always talk about how we bet uh-huh. like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, and yep. it's like $100 to us. Um, but uh, $100, so I'm like $100 million. <laughs> when, I win my, right. when I won my 70 bucks last week, I was pumped. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, that, that game last week was insane, and I think it was definitely going back to last week uh, when I was re- really upset with the way things went with Clyde edwards Lair. But with the Bills this week, I hate those double-digit spreads like that. I'm always there's always something to me like, what do they know that I don't know? Yeah. But that over that over and 48. I mean, I, I I like that. I mean, even even if that's like the Texans, if they get like one touchdown, that's like it. Like I can't feel. Like, I, you know? I agree. I mean, the, the Bills put up 43 on Washington and, and against Chase Young and Montez Sweat. They're not going to do 41 at least against the Texans. I mean, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But So I think the only chance the Bills have of uh, struggling this weekend is if the, the Chiefs are on the mind. So we'll see. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully they're not looking ahead to Kansas City because that'll be a fun one for us to cover next week, Nick. And, and we'll be back next week unless... My wife has a baby, which could happen any day now, this week or next. So I'm, I'm, I'm on pins and needles over here. I, I don't know. But my wife and I are expecting a baby anytime. So basically, I'll say we'll be back next week unless uh, there's a baby I have to deal with. And then we'll have to do it as soon as possible. Does that sound good to you? I, it sounds good to me, Ryan. But I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. But I think they're going to want to get here and see Bill's Chiefs. So yeah. Think, you know, or, Patriots like, Bucks. or Patriots or the, Bucks. Or Patriots Bucks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's yeah. They got to know. They, just don't whisper to them. Don't don't whisper. There's a good NFL slate coming up. You know, don't get them excited. You know, just hope hope that they don't Seriously. know. Seriously. Yeah. As, as long as it's a boy, by the way, and it, as long as he doesn't come out during Pat's box, like it just uh, either come out before or after. I got to have that game on. So they just like figure it out, baby. Okay, not during the game. <laughs> I know, not any other time. Any other time. My wife's not listening to me, but she's rolling her eyes as we speak. So uh, <laughs> she can feel it. Yeah. So always fun for Nick Wote. I'm Ryan O'Leary. We'll be back uh, probably next week, if not as soon as possible, and we'll talk to you then. 
This USA Today Sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.